When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 77 of the Bitter Edge Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here again with you this week. And this week, I am delighted to be joined by Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? Yeah, good, Ronan. Cheers. And Shane McGoomagoder. Shane, how are you? All good, uh, Ronan. Cheers. So this week, we will look back on the last two games. We will look back on the Shelburne away game last Friday night. And as we record this on Wednesday, we will look back on... Yesterday, last night's game between Sligo Rovers and Derry City. As well as that, we will discuss the latest news and we will also uh, give you some news regarding the trip to the White Hag Brewery on uh, September 24th. Right, lads, without further ado, I suppose we'll start with the right spark, I suppose, the Shells game. Jerry, uh, you predicted the 2 0 win. The game yeah. against Wales, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, um, I, I think the the two away games over the last four or five days have been very similar in that against Shells, uh, took us a while to grow into the game. Um, and in fairness, Shells probably they had some great chances, uh, to go ahead, but look, they didn't take them. And when we did get our chances, we were we were pretty clinical in in taking them. So, uh, I suppose, you know. That was the difference, really, between between the two sides. Um, yeah, so look, happy enough, to, happy, delighted with the two 0 away win. You know, it was the third two 0 win on the on the bounce. Three clean sheets, two goals per game. Uh, so can't do much better than that. Look, I know the the Dundalk game was scratched, but you know, to me, it was it's still a two 0 win, and yeah, so it was great consistency. And Jerry, sorry, Donald um, Magoo. Sorry, name. Yes, no, Magoo. <laughs> Uh, Jerry mentioned there that uh, like the consistency and I suppose three two nil wins in a row. I know two of them are only counting, but still, it, it's great to see you know that things these things can happen. You know. Uh, yeah, look, yeah, because it's just it's been momentum. Like we're all, it's all about the, it's all about next season now for us. Like so, um, it's all about building it and instilling that kind of stuff into the team where you're, uh, you're winning games like that where you're you're probably not playing like. You know, we didn't we didn't play great against Shells. Well, first half, especially second half, I thought um, we were better. We didn't give the, we didn't give them any chances in the second half. Really, we tightened things up. Uh, John made a few tweaks at half time and it shore things up, but we stopped them having chances. And then, as Jerry said, we were clinical. Like you, you know, well when you've likes of Keane on the pitch, um, if if we can keep t- it out one end, that if if he gets a couple of chances, he's going to score the, the majority of them. He put it away. So, it's getting that kind of consistency in the team and that mentality of of 
just keep doing the basics, keep doing your your jobs, even if you're not playing well, because you know that there'll be a chance that you'll get a result out of it. Like, and I think the three two and win, like, because even the draw of the game, I don't think we were we were probably brilliant neither. Like, but um, we we still were pretty comfortable in that game. Like, so it's that's that's great progress I think we made. You know, I hear a lot of talk of nothing has changed under under Russell, but like it's it's nonsense really. I know we spoke we spoke about this before, like but week on week it you can see the difference. Even last night in the Derry game, like second half I thought we, we, we should have got something out of the game. So I know I'm jumping ahead, but it's just on that point of of uh where things where there's no difference. Like it is there is a marked difference I think in the team in the last couple of months. And Jerry I suppose two players well one player in particular that has kind of shone over those those games those 2-0 wins um, has been Frank Leback and he scored again on Friday night yeah uh, in the three games he scored in each of them um, so yeah look you know we said it there you know quite a while ago that you know it's going to take a time bit of time to settle new league new country new language um, you know, I I think it's so endemic now of of fans of every club that everything needs to be instant. Everybody, every player needs to hit the ground running straight away. There's no bedding in period. Um, even like when we talk about consistency of the three two nil wins, uh, Frank scoring three goals in in those games, you know, one per game, like. People are losing their shit over us getting bet by Derry City one nil last night, and everything that went before that is just completely thrown out the window. Um, like, yeah, okay, as I said to you there a few minutes ago, I thought it was similar enough to the Shells game in that, you know, you go away from home, you you you, you know you try and set your stall out for the first 15, 20 minutes, maybe absorb a bit of pressure, let them have a, almost have a go at you, and then start kind of. You know, trying to pick them off as as the game goes on, and like the, you're not going to get swashbuckling of football from the first minute away from home. You know, there's tactics involved, and if we're not playing swashbuckling football from minute one, people are going fucking bananas. It's back to oh, there's no progress, and the same fellas three days before that were saying it was a great professional performance away from home. Now, we, I know we didn't create a lot last night. But at the same time, too, we could have snatched it, maybe a little bit undeservedly. But the same people then, you know, they're, you can say, oh, it was great professional performance again away from home. But consistency, consistency, consistency. Like, we were beat, we, we bet ourselves in that, you know, I think the majority of people felt that probably, uh, like, Nicholas should have saved it. I know it got a bit of a deflection, but I don't think that's a reason not to save it. Like, if every shot that got a deflection... Uh, is an excuse for the ball to go into the net, but then you'd have a hell of a lot more goals. Um, so that was disappointing, um, and it kind of put us, I suppose, you know, the game plan a little bit differently than maybe what we wanted it to be. Second half, we think we addressed that. We did become a little bit braver. Uh, we were more uh, pressing and and on the front foot. Didn't create enough chances, but I wouldn't be overly critical either, to be honest. I wouldn't be throwing my toys out of the pram over it. Uh, and as Magoo said, it's all about next season now. Um, and since John's taken over, like his points return has been really, really good. It's just unfortunate that we were starting off from a low base in terms of points. Uh, and it was always going to be difficult because 
it left very little error for it left very little margin for error. Um, and I think between everything Europe and things like that, it's probably caught up in this, uh, in the small squad. And that's not making excuses. That's reality. Magoo. Uh, yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with everything Jerry says, and like, like that on on the game plan and stuff. You know, like, John, like that's that's a free kick from, uh, twenty odd yards or whatever like that. Like so, you know, in John's game plan that he said, now he can't legislate for, for you know, you can't legislate for a fellow being good enough to ping it into the top corner, or you can't legislate for, uh, your keeper or your or a defender that making an error that that leads to a goal like and. As Jerry said, I think most people feel that Luke Polly uh, should have said. I think Lucas feel himself. He should have saved us. Like, so you know, John, you know, if you if you take that out of it, you say that the game plan was working, like because we we were restricting him to long shots. Really. Well, your man had a great header in fairness. I don't know how he missed that. Yeah. Um, uh, was name Braden, is it or Brad? Like, he should have buried that. But uh, apart from that, like it wasn't. It was mostly long, long range efforts that were coming in. So the game plan probably was working. I thought I would have. I would like to see this, like you know, sitting in deep and and having like you know that low block as they call it, and then your your midfield not far away is is grand. But I still think you could have been more a bit. We could have been a bit more aggressive around the midfield. Like I thought, we were just we were giving them standing them off from too, a, a wee bit too much for the first 15, 20 minutes. Once we got into it, I thought like you know you could see us causing causing them problems. Like uh, my top Bowser and and Burton in midfield were very good. Like I think the two of them have a good partnership going there, um. Like some of the balls Burton was playing, especially second half, uh, through the lines, like just taking out the midfield and getting us turned it on the front foot was was excellent. Like I think, but I think they could do with maybe a bit of legs in beside them. Like and I think like McDonald used to offer loads of that last year, but it just doesn't seem to be happening for him this year at all. Like even playing the number ten, I'm not sure it was the last year earlier on this season when he was playing the number ten, and he he was constantly making. Those third man runs, he was he was going beyond the striker, like and especially when you someone like Keane and out who likes to drop deep. And if he's playing up top on his own and he's dropping deep, you need that man running beyond him, like and and Adam doesn't seem to be doing it the last few weeks. Whether as Jerry says, Europe and stuff has seemed might have caught up with him in that, but his energy levels do seem to be down a wee bit. So, but that'll be the only thing I would say. Like I, you know, like the game plan was would have been working. I would like to see us a bit more aggressive, maybe from the start to. Get in their face a bit and not letting them settle as quickly. But look, if 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 Luke saves that and we win in a little half time, then everybody's happy days and just a great performance. So it's it's small like every game of football is nearly sliding doors, really, isn't it? Yeah. Just just on that number ten position, Ronan. Um obviously I think we're we're lacking in that department. And when you look at the players that we've probably we've lost during the season. Obviously, A went to Oxford, um, and that that kind of I suppose unsettled us in in certain ways. And then obviously you have Gary Buckley at the back. But in terms of the number ten position, uh, it's really really unfortunate for Seamus Kyo that he got injured when he did, because he was obviously starting to get game time. And I think as the season went on, he would have got more game time and would have been more valuable to us. Um, you know, he would have, I think he would have been a really really big asset for us going into the, 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 the last two thirds of the season. And I think a game like that for him there last night in the brand new would have been an ideal opportunity for him getting in beyond uh, Kina and just in between the lines and that because he's such a clever little player. Uh, so 
I suppose I feel sorry for us and I feel really, really sorry for him that that, that he got the injury when he did because, you know, he would have been a, a really key player for us uh, going into the second two-thirds of the season. So I suppose, Magoo, you mentioned there going back to the Derry game, um, Luke McNicholas, like we saw that, you know, a lot of talk on social media on the error that he made for that goal. Um, would you feel that, like, is it, like, should, should he be, you know, I don't know, not dropped, but I suppose we've seen a few, I wouldn't say, some people call them clangers or, you know, we have seen errors from Luke McNicholas since he's came into the team. Um. Yeah, look, I think Luke would probably be the first would be the first man to hold his hand up and and say that he's made um a few errors. Like he knows himself he's a better keeper than than that. Um to be honest with you, I don't know I don't know why or what's happened. like it's obviously his confidence. Um I don't like his obviously confidence is a bit low at the minute. I think the pressure of um maybe coming in, taking over from Ed at such a crucial part of the season maybe got to him. Um, I don't know why, because like, look, if you if you look at it, um, on talent wise, in the country, Luke is one of is one of the best top keepers for his age in the country. Like that's, it's not just me saying that. Like he's he's picked for all the uh, the Ireland underage 19s, 17s, 19s, under twenty one squads recently. Like it's you know everybody knows that he's a top keeper, one of the top keepers for his age group in the country. So it's not ability that's. It's it's not lack of ability they're making these mistakes. So it's obviously a, a confidence issue or maybe pressure. And he seems to be second guessing himself the whole time. Like to me, yesterday, or yesterday, yeah, it seemed like he thought he was going to hit the post, so he didn't go full length. That's only with me now. I could be completely wrong, but it's just it looks like it's it's always maybe something in his head second guessing himself where he's not and he's not hundred percent concentrated or you know maybe he's at the stage now where he's afraid of making a mistake, which is leading to a mistake. Um. But I, 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 I don't know. I think honestly, he, he, as Jerry was saying, it like dropping him would be probably worse for his confidence. I think he he play himself through with it. And look, like I was saying earlier, with using these last few weeks as as an opportunity and looking on the bright side of it, you know, hopefully Luke can play himself back into into form now in the next few weeks because there's no there's no pressure now. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think as well. Look, I I don't know. Does does the rest sometimes the rest can do more harm than good? And I think he just you know, um, it's a case of being resilient and um, playing through it, and using these last few games to more than say throwing young lads, not even throwing young lads into the team, but giving them the opportunity. So I think it's you know, there's an opportunity there for Luke over the next few games to, um. To push on from that mistake, in fairness, he made one or two good saves during the game as well. And, um, you know, previous to that, he kept about three clean sheets. So, one mistake doesn't define you. I think it either makes you or breaks you. And I think, you know, over the next few games, use it as an opportunity to push on and get back to where, um, you know, where we all know he, he can be. Um, and even with that, like, I know there's, uh, I know during the July transfer window that Rogues were asked, actually there was a bid in for him and um, that there was a financial bid put on the table for him and Rovers turned it down because they have so much confidence in him. Uh, you know, sometimes the club can be, um, or clubs of higher level can be kind of blamed for grabbing the money and 
just taking it. But in fairness, uh, club have a lot of confidence in Luke, and uh, they said no, we're 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 keeping him. Uh, <laughs> I was just watching uh, that program as well on Disney. You know that Wrexham program? I can't remember what the name of it is. It's 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 a bit it's all right. Like the Americans would kind of do your head and um no offense, Shawnee. We still love you. <laughs> Go on, Alabama. But um no, I suppose look, these are rich Yanks that are in Beverly Hills, like kind of I don't know how they got hooked up with Rexham, but anyways, there was the they were interviewing the goalkeeper there and like that too, an experienced keeper. You know, wanting to get to the Premier League and the game that, that was featured in the show that I was watching, like he made a fucking clangor as well. Came way out of his box and cleaned someone out of it. Got, I know, or he fucked up anyways. But like he was saying that, you know, goalkeeper is the hardest position in any team because as a midfielder, if you make a mistake, you've got the defence to dig you out. Striker misses a chance. You know, it's it doesn't... Doesn't cost the team essentially. He always and he can always get another chance. But as a goalkeeper, you only get one chance. And you know, if you make that mistake, it's it's highlighted. And uh, so it's a really really tough position to play in. And I suppose it's how you bounce back from it and how build, about building resilience and, and character. So I think just use the next few games uh, to play through it. And like you know, one mistake, as I say, it doesn't define uh, anything at all. And I know there was a few before that, but. Look, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And we have we have that bit of time to build towards next season. One player we saw on the squad last night who made the bench for the first time in a while, he just come back from injury is Connor Walsh. Um would you like to see him come in or like that, as you mentioned with the young players coming in for the rest of the season? Yeah, and I think look, he's obviously allowed with a huge potential too, and um I wouldn't like to be just throwing him in for the sake of, well, you know, throwing him in next week uh, because I think that probably would bring undue pressure maybe to Luke and undue pressure to Connor. Um, I'm not really in favour of um, throwing young players in just to, for the sake of it. Like, I suppose you look at that young lad that made his debut for Glen Alvin in the League Cup last night. Um, I think he was 13 years and... 300 days years old like I know there's the saying there if you're good enough you're old enough but at 13 that's like wow. just mental Um, so I would like to just throw him in for the sake of that reason I'd like to throw him in, put him in and test him if he's good enough you know Um, and I just think at 13 you're still developing in every sing- in every shape and way and it's probably most difficult um, period of your life and if something was to go wrong um, in a game like that how would that affect you psychologically at that age I just think it's wrong uh, but on the flip side of that I suppose Connor's 18 I think a game or two towards the end of the season could be a good thing um, just to give him that taste and because we have that comfort now of well I know it was comfort but we're in the middle and we're not really going up or down so yeah I, I'd give him a game or two Without any reflection on Luke, to be honest. And Jerry, I suppose I could pick up on a point there that you you mentioned that it's was it Jerry or Magoo? One of you made the point that you know it's it's on to next season now. It was when it was me. At the same uh. time, <laughs> as much as it's about it's about next season, it's also about the remaindering game of the season. That you know, 
the support is still there for the team for the remaining games in the season. Yeah, I think we were just chatting about it before we came on, Ronan. Um, like, I suppose the one thing that fucking drives me to after is people saying, oh, I can't wait for the end of the season. Once they know we're out of contention or we're not going to win something or, you know, like, like, I don't understand that mentality. Like, I love watching football and that's just it. And I love Sligo Rovers. So why would I want the season to end? That's, to me, I just fucking, I can't get that in my head. Like, you know, I want the especially, season Especially when we're playing well at home. Like, like, like our home form has been really good. Yeah. So, so even if there's nothing to play for, like, just, just going and watching us playing well, a good game of football in a good atmosphere. Like, sure. I don't understand it. What's not to like, like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it goes back again, like what we're saying there, like, you know, unless we're fucking beating teams out the door from minute one, it's shite. It's not shite. It's football. It There's different tactics. There's different systems. There's different ways of playing. There's, do you know what I mean? Sit down and fucking watch that. We don't have to be beating the team out the door to enjoy a game of football. Um, you know, in that sport, it doesn't always happen for you. Uh, that's the fucking beauty of sport. Is that, you know, like we said before, we have more downs than we have ups, but the downs make the ups even better. So I never want to say, I never want the season down. I always wanted to go on because I love football and I love Sly Rovers. Yeah, we're not going to fucking, you know, let's get a reality check. We don't fucking win that much, to be fair. Like, you know, so just go and enjoy football. And uh, we should be looking at, like, I know it's, it's, it's a stupid way probably to think of it like but now that it has happened and now now we're out of the cup and Europe is out of the equation whatever like that we try and use this as a positive and you know John can see now for the rest of the season you know maybe with the young players in a Clancy Barlow the likes if Shamey comes back whatever like that getting game time see you know see John can can you put them in can he trust them for next year uh, the other lads that are there will they Put down America for the remainder of the season to see, you know, when John's looking, going, will like, will he say, will like, will like, hang on to him? Do we need a uh, another man for this position or that position? Like, so, you know, hopefully this can be used as a positive. Yeah, for- but I, I think Don McGoo, I think football has changed in that regard, right? And um, what you're saying there, that's what I would love to see as well. That John is able to throw these young lads in, right, without any fear, without any pressure. But I think the football has changed in terms of that there is always pressure. So, like. Say John throws in all these young fellas and we lose a few games. Like in say we lose the first few games that next season, or you know, we don't start off that well. All of a sudden, then the, the tally men and the stats men will come out and say, Oh, well, we've only got X amount of points from um from uh, X amount of games. You know, that's yeah. shite, that's shite, that's shite. Rather than actually trying to everything is short termism, rather than trying to see, right, we've got this, let's write it off, let's give these lads a chance, get them up and running, uh, that they're, for the medium term, they're going to be far better players. But I don't even think that it, that managers are even allowed that comfort anymore because, as I said to you, one or two games into the next season, we don't win. Oh, that's five games we've lost or, or we've only got X. You know, you know rather than yeah. seeing the bigger picture. Yeah, and but I'd like to think that, you know, or you'd like to hope that our fans will be better than that. Like Because, you know, I think John has shown now in, in the few months he's been in charge that, that, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. He can spot a player. Uh, we The football, the tactics, game plans, you know, it's all there. He has he has all that knowledge. He seems to be getting the best out of the lads um, what he was left to work with. 
but you'll also have to take into account that he's not long in the job. He's new to management. So he's still learning on the job. So you would hopefully think that if he decides I'm going to do a few little, you know, little learning uh, little classes for myself and a couple of trials here and there with this and that and just try out a few things and learn on the job, that people would take that into account and say, right, for other things, we let him, you know, just obviously people are going to be annoyed if we're, if we're losing games or getting bed at home by shams and stuff like that. You understand that, but it's still, I think he still needs, he still needs to have it to find his feet as well. And I think like having the pressure off now with no, not to go for, could be a perfect opportunity for him to, for that. Yeah. I think people need to remember as well that we're not Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, whatever. But you know, um, we need to think more medium term and, and give fucking people a chance. Uh, but even said, having said that, you know, he's done obviously really, really well. But that's just my fear is that if he does go down that route of blood and young fellas and, you know, which is the right thing to do, it's right in terms of progression. But is he putting himself in undue pressure? Because that's just the way it's gone out, particularly with social media. People think that's like Rovers should be like Liverpool when it's not like that, in my opinion. But that's just the way it is now, I think. Lads, we'll move on now to a bit of news, I suppose. We'll start off with, uh, well, actually, beer scorecast. Uh, first of all, we had two cases to give away from the Shells game, Jerry. Yeah, so the two winners came from Facebook. So that was uh, Noel Cawley and Gavin Gilmartin. So they both won the, the, the beers. Perfect. And did we have any beer to give away from the Derry game as well? Yeah, there was, as far as I can see, but I need to check it out further, but I think it was Conor Gray, but uh, he he predicted uh, Derry to beat Rovers 1-0. That's okay. Yeah, so. Give him the other day stuff. <laughs> and speaking of the White Hag, I suppose, Jerry, uh, there's some Funny joking, Conor. bad news regarding the, uh, the trip to the White Hag on the 24th. Yeah, um, yeah, we're 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 gonna have to pull the plug on it. We're gonna have to cancel it, um, just due to lack of interest. To be honest with you, uh, didn't sell a whole pile of tickets. Uh, I'm I'm gutted, uh, to be honest, because we had everything set up. I just sent the lined up to make the sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the lads out in the the out in the White Hag were, you know, uh, giving up their Saturday to to uh to help us out and. To run the bar and all that, and ah, oh, various different names lined up and music and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm gutted, but sure, look, what can you do? You can only do your best and try to put on a, a show for everyone. But look, hey, that's that's the way it goes sometimes. So, you live and learn. That's it. And annual draw tickets are still available. Um, the draw takes place actually the next home game against Shams on the first of October. So, annual draw tickets still available there. Um. That's going unbelievably well, Ronan. Um, and the reaction that the the lads that are out selling them on the doors has been like so. Uh, I was talking to them last night. Has been so so good. And um, like the amount, like the amount of goodwill that's out there from people that don't even go to the games and stuff like that. And they're just so. I think York really helped in that regard, and that people are so so proud that their local club, you know, done so well on a European. 
stage and level and you know really raise the profile of the club which is you know really really positive and really really good to to hear so um yeah so look um hopefully we can i think the magic number we're looking for this year is a hundred thousand and all the money goes to the the ground development so um, and i know that's not too far away in terms of uh, it's making a lot of lot of progress behind the scenes anyways so um, i think there might be a bit of news uh, in relation to that in the next few weeks so all positive not so bit of news i suppose we saw positive news magoo was that a uh... Emma Doherty looks like she has committed her future to Sligo Rovers for at least three more years. She's uh, got a sports scholar- well a scholarship, I suppose in partnership with uh, ATU Sligo as it's now known and Sligo Rovers. So it's it's great to see that Emma will be around for at least another three years. Oh yeah, that's it's great news. Like because you know when you at that the games like and like you can see how good she is, but you had the games people be were be worried that she wouldn't be around here next year. That you know, the bigger clubs within the the women's league would become sniffing and that, which, like, I'd have no doubt it would have been. So to be able to to tie her down to here for the next three years, um, it's, it's, it's great. I tell you, like, it's great business for, from the club, like, uh, who worked on it behind the scenes, like Steve and Connor and all the rest. Like, it's it's fantastic. And, like, you know, she went away playing with Ireland there. Was it yesterday she played? Yep. She played the full. She played the full game, and they drew. Um, but you know, having like, as we keep saying, like the the, the women's team is only in its infancy. Like, so to have someone like that, uh, you know, being like she's going to be a star. Like, so to be able to tie her down for three years and have someone like that at the club moving forward is like for attracting players even to come and play here next season. And and move the women's team on again more and up, and up the table, which is where they want to be. They want to be progressing and getting to the top end of the table. Like it's it's great, great news. And I think like she's like we. I think everybody knows looking at her like just she's going to be a star. She's going to go right to the top. Like so, we're only we're only a step in her journey. But the longer you can hold on to her, the better. And Jerry, it's great to see the partnership between ATU Sligo and Sligo Rovers come out come to fruition once again. Yeah, look, it's it's the way to go um, when you can combine sport with um, education um, and especially, you know, in, in in places like the northwest of Ireland and things like that, it's great to be able to hold on to potential stars like that within the area and look after them. Um, so it's, look, it's a win-win and I suppose it goes back to the club uh, again trying to plan, you know, medium to long term rather than just short-termism, you know, offering, you know, the likes of Emma a three-year contract and hooking up with uh, ATU. So it's 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 great. And it's, a, uh, I suppose, like, when you look at back, when you look back on her as well, like, how far women's, how far Sligo Rovers women teams have come in such a short period of time where, you know, it's still only our first season uh, at this level. Um, and we have the added, uh, you know, the, the underage size as well. And, you know, to be offering players three-year contracts and looking after them and educating and all this sort of thing. And again, it just, it's it's a credit to the club. And, you know, and I don't want to be fucking banging the drum for the club. Like, you know, like, I suppose, you know, we called that last week, there was mistakes made, blah, blah, blah. It was unintentional, but it fucking happened. But at the same time too, we are trying to 
plan in the right, I suppose the club is trying to plan in the right direction in, in the medium to long term. And it takes a hell of a hell of a lot of work behind the scenes. Like um, just it's 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 nuts. But again, that's something the club need to address. And I think I hope they will uh, to get help in there to alleviate the, the workload and alleviate mistakes or eliminate. That's it. And speaking of international Emma's, uh, Emma Duffy, who played for the Sligo Rovers under-17 women's team, she came on at half-time for the Republic of Ireland under-16 team. They defeated Wales 5-1 on Tuesday, so well done to Emma Doherty and well done to Emma Duffy. We'll have no podcast now until after the Shamrock Rovers game on the 1st of October. Um, well, the game is on the 1st of October, so we won't want to have for you until the following week after that so uh, between now and then I suppose it's uh, rest and recovery Magoo yeah rest and recovery is right in fairness to probably need it it's been, it's been a hard couple of two months I'd say on the, on the body and the minds for, for them all for us all us as well too mm-hmm. Um. so but although having said as Jerry was on about earlier like you never want it to end like sure and there's only three there's only three home games left now. Um, Sham, Derry and Pats. Um, three big ones. So Three Saturday I, nights as well. Three Saturday nights, yeah. So I'm, to be honest with you, Derry, probably unfortunately, I was hoping I was hoping Sham would have a, a European game before we had to play them, but the the Jeremy Cunts don't. Really? So what? They don't have do they not have a European game, no? Apparently not, no. According to according to Statman Ronan, they don't have one before we play them. So, um, which is unfortunate. It'd be nice. It would have been nice to get them this weekend. In a way. Yeah, they would have played because they played Harps. They're playing tomorrow night, and then if we had them, they would have been three in a week. Like so, this would have been the weekend to get them right. But uh, but luck anyway. Luck. Three three home games. Three big home games left. So hopefully people will still come out like. You know, no matter where you are in the league or what's happening, you always want to be champs, like playing champs is a big game. So hopefully we get a good crowd out for us and we can put one over on the fuckers. Yeah. And look, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long winter, uh, without you know, it's a long winter without football, without real life football. So when it's gone, you know, you're fucking you can't wait for it to come back. So look, might as well enjoy the three last games and see see how we fare out and you know, say young lads might get a run out and yeah, look, football is football. Let's go on and enjoy it, I suppose, as much as you can. Look, it fucking breaks your heart more than it makes you happy. But look, that's that's football, isn't it? That's sport. And sure, hopefully, a 4 0 prediction like Donald Kelly likes to make will come true as well. Yeah, uh, Donald, he's over in Santa Panza eating kebabs, he said. Right, he'll be puking him up in a couple of hours. We'll wrap up for this week. Thank you, Jerry. Cheers, Ro. Thank you, Magoo. Cheers, Roland. Cheers, Jer. And I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud coming out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant! Brilliant!